And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead uh, podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and I'm joined uh, today in the bunker. We've got a full house, we've got David Risman, we've got Brian Kelly and we've got Kieran Flynn all sitting here in the bunker. I suppose um, it's a tighter bunker than it would have been before Christmas because we've all put on a few pounds over the Christmas lads and uh, uh, we're all looking better for it and we're all mad to get back training. I know David Risman is already asking when is everybody going back to the training field. I know I'm not. I know, know about Kieran Flynn. Kieran Flynn, what's your thoughts on going back training this early in 2020? I think don't say you're going to wait till the week before the championship, I think, just because we have it sorted up already. Yeah, but, but, but you in, per, uh, in particular. Well, I'm probably late that week. What <laughs> 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 uh, The night before, maybe. <laughs> the night before. It'd be just the right time to go back training. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to be fresh for the first round of the championship, but don't say any. Um, I suppose uh, we want to wish all our listeners a... Uh, 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 very successful 2020 and uh, wish you all a happy new year um, uh, 2019 is over and done with and uh, so is Meads O'Byrne Cup um, they played in their final game of the O'Byrne Cup round 3 um, on the weekend but there are some other results as well from the weekend we had the under 20s and we also had uh, the Kyo Cup semi-final for the Mead Hurlers so Jerry Robinson getting his first taste of uh, manager of managing the meet under twenties on the weekend, and uh, we will be coming back to that very very soon. Uh, Brian Kelly, um, good Christmas for you. Um, you wintered well anyway as well yourself. <laughs> I tried my best, Mickey. So look at any Christmas you're alive the following week is a good Christmas. As long as the turkey isn't poisoning. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you said it, and uh, for all the turkeys out there, we just want to apologise. Mm-hmm. Um, Davy Rispin, vegans of the world. Davy Rispin, uh, I suppose out of all of us, you look like you've wintered the most. <laughs> you've wintered well the most. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, but, but you're looking forward to getting back in the training field. You were mad to talk about it there before we went yeah, and started recording. Yeah, very much looking forward to getting back now in a couple of weeks' time, hopefully. Yeah, d- just before we <clears> do move on. Um, there was a little bit of argy-bargy between yourself and Kieran Flynn there a couple of minutes ago um, off air again because we're talking about the 2020 season and uh, there was a little bit I said would you wait until we're recording because I want I want to have yeah. this recorded and uh, you said to Kieran Flynn something about Dunsany he weren't, go- weren't going to go too far no I, I just asked him he's who, late, who, yeah, he's no late, no so. listen I just asked who the selectors would be for Dunsany for this year. You know, knowing there was a new manager in place and all the rest. And, uh, of course, Flynn wanted to keep the cards close to the chest and, you know, stating it doesn't matter because we're going to win a championship anyway. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. 
Well, well, I, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to interrupt here and we'll say bring in Brian that the Kelly. question, yeah, you, you did ask that question, and he said he was keeping his cards close to his chest. He wasn't going to tell you, and you said, well, it's not going to matter anyway because you aren't going to go that far. But then Kieran Flynn did come back and he says, I'm going to have it recorded here and now. What was it that you did say, Kieran Flynn? I said that one thing I could guarantee that Dunsany would go further in the championship than Corten. Oh, there's the line marked now. We have it on. We have it recorded. It's going out in the podcast. The second round. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something now for uh, 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 the the court town players to to I suppose hone in on, and maybe something for the Dunsany players as well to to get their teeth into. Brian, we're, me and you being the mediators here uh, between the two lads. We'll separate them or whatever. What are your thoughts on the on, on the on, on the few statements we've had from the from There the lads? can only be one reason why Kieran hasn't said who the selectors are. <laughs> Niall Flynn cannot get anybody to join him with the management team. They know it's doomed. Apart from him, Kieran. They, they know it's doomed and they say there's no point ruining their reputation. <laughs> well, fair play to him if he's going to take it all on uh, um, on on his own bat and, 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 and do it all himself. But I'd say Kieran Flynn... Well, if the phone call came, would you be interested in going in as maybe a selector? Or would you just want to manage the team yourself? Well, I, all I can say really at this time, um, without giving too much away, is that there's a lot of high-profile people have left jobs around the country and around the world, and they're going to be involved in Zany this year. So just watch this space. Watch this space. There you go. Um, Matt O'Halloran, maybe, is that is that who's going in for, for, for maybe one of the selector's jobs? Well, I think we're trying to get past this first round, as I said, so... He's not coming in though. No. <laughs> so Jim Gavin is available, I believe. Well, he's going back to his club to manage the under thirteen team, which is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. That's what he's doing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which is absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I think that's a that, that that's a, a level of the man to go back to your club. He'd take that. a million euros to take them as well, wouldn't he? Well, that's another thing. So what Kieran is telling us is, Dunsany have managed to get an impressionist to arrive into the parish. <laughs> <laughs> that could be what's happening well look we're going to move on anyway with the We Are Meat podcast and uh, again we want to thank all our listeners um, for staying with us through the last couple of years I was adding it up we have done over 160 podcasts um, in the last uh, two years since we started doing our Patreon podcast I think I should sent this on to you lads we started our Patreon podcast in the middle of August and since then we've given out a podcast uh, every 1.97 days so you're getting uh, a podcast uh, every two days um, uh, from the We Are Me group and I want to thank you all here that are in the, the bunker with me so for all the work that includes my you don't do my colours you do my colours alright in yeah, the yeah. palace <laughs> but uh, yeah so um, we're going to try and continue that uh, form this year and uh, get as many podcasts out get as many interviews uh, as we possibly can and keep the GAA um, Mead supporters happy and the diaspora out there as well who are always uh, in contact with us and uh, yeah it's been it's, it's been brilliant and we're going to continue to do what we do do best um, we're going to start anyway with the We Are Mead podcast the under 20s were out on Saturday in Bungani it was at 12pm coming up against our old foes lads uh, Dublin um, Dublin, I suppose, got the uh, the better of the exchanges in the first half, but Mead came back into it in the second half, and uh, a late rally saw them take the lead and beat Dublin by two points. And Davy Rispin, like um, phenomenal start to his managerial um, uh, uh, position over the Mead under twenties for Joe Robinson. Yeah, absolutely. It was a thoroughly entertaining game because I suppose conditions were. Tricky enough. There was there was a bit of a breeze and you know wet ball, um, difficult underfoot conditions and stuff. But 
I thought the Mead lads after a pretty shaky first half they got to grips with Dublin obviously in the second half there was a lot of changes and stuff at half time but I thought this showed great character um, put, put together some magnificent moves as well which culminated obviously in Dylan Keaton slotting home the winning goal um, you know approaching injury time and it was a uh, you know, obviously it's always great to beat Dublin, but I think confidence-wise, more so than anything for, for this young group of players, they wouldn't have had all that much time together, probably yeah. two or three weeks maximum, um, a few training sessions and that. Different times in the Palace then. Well. Plenty of that, yeah. Christmas. I've seen a few of them. Um, but uh, <laughs> On the Maiwadi. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I think I think it's great for them to take in, and especially we have to factor in that there's an earlier start to the Championship this year. We're talking February, so... You know, it's literally only around the corner. So to get a win in this, and hopefully that will snowball into the next couple of games for them. Absolutely. And uh, Brian Kelly, um, you know, the this development league for the under-20s, as, as David's saying, you know, it's brilliant for them. It gives Joe Robinson a chance to see a few players um, test out his team. But not only that, there's a few of these players that were involved in the McKenna Cup, or sorry, the, the McKenna Cup, Jeremy, the O'Byrne Cup first round. Isn't that right? So you've got players that are between the two but there's also another problem that we were talking about off air. Fellas that are still in school aren't able to play, but they can play for the senior team and whatever. It's a bit of a kind of a, uh, a tricky situation, really. It's a bit of a hames, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Explain it to us, will you? Thanks. If you can. <laughs> the rules expert is sitting across me, Kieran. Um, basically, Art Corla decided back in November that if you're still in the Leinster or saying Leinster, if you're still in the Leinster A and B championship with your school, you can't play with your under-20 team in the county. So it's a right mess because there's players not available to J.R. Robinson at the minute. They could be available as soon as their schools are getting knocked out, but naturally you don't want the schools to get knocked out because you want them to go on and do as well as possible. But at the minute it's ruling out the likes of Sean Brennan from Dunleary, Connor Harford from St. Vincent's, players who could well be on that starting 15 and it's very unfair on the management and it's very unfair on the players that they're not available. Yeah, the, the, would you name the players that played uh, uh, on Saturday that were involved in the first round of the O'Byrne Cup? Yeah, Jordan Morris. It was just the one? Just the one, yeah. Did Matthew or Matt Costello not play? Tony uh, McGowan. Dahi McGowan, he is on the panel, but he hasn't played O'Byrne Oh, yeah, Cup didn't yet. play O'Byrne yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. So, and Kieran Flynn, you, you being the rules expert, you might want to come in there. Well, Brian said everything perfectly. Just extra to that, it's, uh, it seems like with the post-primary schools, if they're still in competition, that's grand and that's considered. But then the players who are slightly older that are playing freshers football and playing even Sigerson or uh, Fitzgibbon, if, they, if they're old enough, I don't know what a meet is, but... For the under for the freshers though, like DCU and all these are still gonna be playing championship now in January mm-hmm. with the competition running into February. So for some reason they're excluded. So you you're you can play under twenties and freshers, but you can't play post primary and under twenties, which is kind of strange. You'd imagine it should be just a blanket ban, you're either playing education tournaments or you're not. But it's still mad that someone can be excluded from an under twenties. Uh, championship, but he can still play for a senior in the county team. Yeah, which you'd imagine is going to take a lot more out of him, studying wise yeah. and the whole lot. That if he's doing a, a leaving certificate, he's going to be affected more by the seniors. But it's a bit mad. He'll probably be refining it next year because that change came late at the special congress. A lot of people weren't happy that it was changed earlier. The main reason was, and it's a financial decision that a lot of teams were costing a lot of money, and it was <coughs> some as we talked about it here last year that the under twenties were unavailable for club football in the summer. So they basically just pushed this into January 
on top of all these education tournaments, be it post-primary and third level. Oh, it's going to be a mess. So yeah. Hopefully next year it'll be changed. Yeah, hopefully, but... Uh, uh, Look, that's something to look at later in the year, I suppose. But a fantastic start to Jer Robinson's reign as the uh, under-20 manager for Mead. And, you know, whenever you can get a win over Dublin is, uh, you know, it's uh, you got to celebrate it, you know. And uh, uh, it's brilliant. They won't lose the run themselves, obviously. They've got plenty of work to do, as Davey said. Like, their championship is starting in February. But... Davy did catch up with Joe Robinson and got a fantastic interview with him, which we'll be, uh, d- uh, which you'll be able to get on our Patreon service. It's a uh, Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. Sign up there for the five dollars a month, and you'll get all the additional podcasts and interviews and everything that we can get for you over there. But uh, yeah, great start for Joe Robinson. They're out, uh, Brian Kelly. I think you know they're out against. Uh, is it uh, Kildare next? Leash next. Leash Saturday. next, and it's next Saturday. Yeah. And it's in... It's in a leash venue. It's in a leash venue. And then the following week is Kildare, is it? The following week is Kildare. following week is Kildare. And that'll be in a mead venue. In a mead venue. Brilliant, brilliant. We'll move on now. We're going to go on to the Kyo Cup semi-final that was played on Saturday in St. Brendan's Park in Burr. Um, it was mead taking on Offaly, and it was Offaly who came away with a huge victory here. Eight goals and 18 points to Mead's Three goals and 18 points. And... Um, we'll have to go to our small ball expert for this, Davy Rispin. Uh, no, <laughs> Kieran, Kieran Flynn. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, look, the listeners love that one. Um, you know, most most days you go out and score three goals in eighteen uh, in a hurling match, you're going to win. But uh, eight goals in eighteen, you're definitely going to win. As Moses, <laughs> that's that's the end of the story with that one, really. Yeah, well, I'd love now if we could get check the records and see did anyone ever lose a game and score 8-18. It'd, <laughs> it'd be some job, especially when uh, Ushin Kelly won their best lads, scored four of them. But again, a few of the lads who played well so far this year for them, Podger Hanrahan, who's been a great player since he came back from injury. Uh, Peter Slevin scored a point in the middle of the field. And uh, uh, Eamon Dunnick has played very well, even coming in from his long year with Clannagoyle. But it's just interesting to see when the likes of um, Simon Ennis and Ross Kerrigan, the younger lads, Kind of been bed in, which likes your James Tohers and your Witties and Kiki Ogans. Like they're they're good, the good season player who's been in the Joe McDonough two years ago. Like awfully have been a team that we haven't been able to beat. Like they're been always the Lee McCarthy level, and we've always struggled to get get against them. Like we ran them close in the nineties in the Leinster Championship. Anthony O'Neill from Clemson, he's the only the only player in Meath history to ever get a man the match on on live television in Hurling. Whenever we rarely we don't well. play live hurling. No, we don't get on the telly too often. It's only one ever get an all star in the Leinster proper championship, and that's a long time ago. And mead people strive for that, and that's what we want with our hurlers to get back there. We're playing them in Burn a few weeks ago in the hurling again in the league, so you'd imagine Offaly will have all their men back, and, and we'll have a few extras coming over the hills, the ditches with the hurl ready to to flick. Yeah, absolutely, and and like for. Um, for 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 me, like it, it's the Kyo Cup again. It's it's a chance for um, Fitzgerald, Nick Fitzgerald, or sorry, Nick Nick Weir, um, to um, to blood a few players and get to see a few players. And has he managed to unearth any, I suppose, prospects for the twenty twenty season going into the Joe McDonough? Yeah, one player has played well enough when he scored from play. Niall Smullen Kaline has scored a good bit from play. He's another uh, kind of a young wily lad from Longwood. Um, what's his name? Clannard. Uh, Mickey Burke, no, no, I said he's from Killeen, but I said they got another lad. I said from Longwood. This young lad, he's only in the panel new this year. Mickey Burke, like, so, oh right, yeah, right, so yeah. he's a good lad. It's Mickey's back in the panel. Yeah, he's back with the hurlers. He had a good game down the last day again. Wicklow as well. We played them in the national hurling league as well. So the likes of we said um, Smullen, who's Killeen, 
Uh, the Brian Bilo down from Trim has played well. And even the likes of Patrick Pardon and Kildaki, who's been a seasoned club hurler, is getting his chance now. Ross Kerrigan, and Simon Ennis. Just be interesting to see how many of the youngsters will actually embed. Callum O'Sullivan is knocking around the panel, who was the young hurler of the year this year. Mm-hmm. You just wonder again, will, will Jaxie Regan have to put a lot on his back again with the freeze? It'd be interesting well, he, to see. He's, like, he's always going to have to be a free taker, you know? Yeah, we just, that's one of the major reasons we won the Christering last year was we scored a lot of our frees. The vast majority were converted. Very good percentage. So without without him, we'd be struggling, but thankfully he's back again, ready to rock and roll. What about uh, Clonagale? Many players in from the Clonagale um, intermediate team? Well, they've got um, Callum is in, Eamon is in, uh, who else is in? Them two are definitely in the panel. Oh, Griffin. Griffin, Griffin is with the 20s footballers. I don't know, he was he some is, goalie he with there. As well, yeah. Yeah, some goalie with the hurlers. So be interesting. Charlie Ennis, uh, Colm O'Reardon and Griffin are all in the goalies. Because McGann is travelling, there's no set goalie. Charlie Ennis was due to start. Colm O'Reardon actually played, who was the sub last year. Charlie came in when he was on the minors and 20s before. So that's a position Griffin could see himself playing uh, under 20s football and hurling for me, maybe. It could be interesting. I doubt that's ever been done before. So that's an interesting one to keep an eye on as well. Just shows you the, the prospect that he is, you know, being called into both and uh, must have an absolutely amazing attitude towards it as well if he's if he's given it so much. Um, he did it with Clonagale, Gale, I suppose, with the footballers and the hurlers all year mm. last year. Yeah, he's brilliant and we'll talk about him in the Patreon podcast about how good he was in the under-20s today. He really is a stellar talent and you just wish there was more of these lads who could play on both teams. And It's a bit different if the under-20s will be condensed to the first two or three months of the year. The hurling will be condensed pretty much from now until July or so and we hope to be there near the end of it. But it'll be interesting, the likes of uh, Griffin, if he stays at it, he's not going to be able to play in the goals for both senior football and hurling. That's just the reality, the way the fixtures have gone. Like today, they put the senior hurling and the senior football games on the same time <coughs> in two different counties. So you have to wonder. I know we have no floodlights, and that's probably a big problem in Partalshan, but it would have been nice to be able to go to the hurling in the afternoon and then come back for the football at 7 o'clock in Partalshan. But we're working on that. Yeah, well, sure. We did. Uh, we, 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 I don't know if anybody knows this, but we uh, we did do three house draws, and uh, we are trying to raise the money at the moment for, for uh, Park Dodgson. We will come back to that house draw in just a wee while. We're going to move on now to the main event from the weekend, lads. It was the O'Burn Cup. It was Andy McEntee's last chance to uh, uh, see his panel before the National Football League Division 1 starts in, what, two weeks, is it, Brian, or three weeks? Yeah, on the 26th of January. 26th of January. So we are the 5th today, so three weeks um, from today, Mead starting their Division One campaign, and Davy Rispin like, uh, what is it? Two thousand and six since we were last in Division One, and it's fourteen years. Uh, it's been a long time coming. There's a lot of excitement around at the moment around this, uh, around what's happening in Mead. We won't say this Mead panel, but what's happening in Mead, and that under twenties win for Joe Robinson and the, uh, and his team is a massive boost as well going into uh, the National Football League in three weeks' time. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, in general, yesterday was it was good getting the two wins just for confidence more than that. And I know, look at I know it's still Baron Cup at the end of the day, but it's still important to get a win in it. And I know we we were narrowly beaten in one game and then we drew the other. But you don't want to go into Division One of the league with three defeats or three yeah. games without a win in anything against three teams lower than you. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean, so. And and as well as that, I think confidence-wise for the younger lads that you've mentioned there, like Matt Costello, I thought was outstanding. Um, Jack O'Connor nicked a goal. David Toner's back in. I thought he was very good. Um, so there was a lot of positives from it. Sure, we do have injuries, and you know we'll hear from Andy and later on and. 
you know, the, the list of injuries and another one, Don Lennon limped off after just six minutes yesterday. So the heat, he's a concern now all of a sudden in three, three weeks' time. But I think overall we have a stronger panel than we did last year, which is great because we're going to need it. Yeah. Particularly in the early rounds, we're going to get lads back as we go and that'll only make us stronger approaching championship. But definitely we need to have um, as many of the lads available as we possibly can come, you know, three weeks' time in Oma. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and just to go back to that O'Byrne Cup game yesterday, Mead, four goals and 16. Leash, one goal and 15. Uh, 2 p.m. in Park Tolchin on uh, Saturday. And uh, a great win for, for Mead, Brian. Um, winning by 10 points. I'm sure, like, he's not going to be overly concerned, but Andy will be concerned at the fact that Leash rattled off one fifteen. He'll be delighted that Mead scored four sixteen. But at the st- Mead had the game dead buried at half time. In fairness, but they scored the opening point in the second half, and then Leash scored eight points, maybe nine points un- un- unanswered. Was it eight or nine unanswered? Teague was eight. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and now there was a strong wind with them and whatever. But you know, to to rattle off eight points in a row, that that that's something that Andy will will, will look to 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 solve. Yeah, and I know um, it's something that he wasn't overly happy with afterwards, but he also did say that they took that hit and they went back and they yeah. closed the game out fairly well, which is pleasing because last year when you were taking those hits, it cost you because the opposition were finishing the games off. But yesterday we made a few switches and when he started making the changes, most of the players who came in actually got on the score sheet, which is very pleasing. It just shows the bit of depth. Ushin O'Brien came off the bench for a third game, got us another pint. So that's a pint per game when he's come off the bench. And making those changes, it just showed the sideline were reacting well to what Leash did, and they made the changes which steadied the ship. Well, just just a point that uh, that you made there that like um, you know last year teams were finishing out stronger than than me and whatever. In the league, we kind of had this uh, where teams would come back at us in in, in this early second half, but Mead would finish strong uh, in the last 10, 15 minutes. It was more, I suppose, against Division One opposition, Division Two. We were well able to, to to see out the games. But Division 1, we we were with the teams up until 10 minutes to go and then we kind of faded in the last in the, in, in the last five or ten minutes. And that's something that, you know, that that, that needs to be worked on. I'm sure they will be working on it. Yeah, anyway. When you go in at half-time with such a big lead as Mead had yesterday, yeah. it is easy to for the opposition to come out fired up at the start of the second half and for you maybe to take the foot off the accelerator to an extent allied to the conditions that were there with the breeze blowing into the Omani's end and these things are probably all a combination of factors for me it was yeah slightly concerning but it was really pleasing with it the sideline reacted and the players on field managed to dig it out and come back and win convincingly in the end yeah. Davey Erswin got a, 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 an interview with Andy McEntee after the game and again you can hear that on our Patreon service again Patreon forward slash we are mead and uh, you'll be able to sign up there and get these interviews. But uh, I suppose Kieran Flynn, um, you know, uh, Brian said it. Andy was happy with the reaction of the Mead team, um, and, and and the players that he brought off the bench were able to see out the game. And as Davy said, just seems to be an awful lot more strength and depth to this year's panel. Absolutely, and and I think as well the attitude is very positive. It always has been, but I think the. The maturity levels are increasing day by day. And it seemed that the likes of O'Brien Menton and Donald Yogan were just going through the motions in a very positive way when I say that, that they were just doing what to do. They kind of have a set play, like they know exactly what is required of them in their, their leadership role. And they just are, they're just effectively managing the game. 
I think that's something that's very important. Like when you look at Dublin, look at other counties that have had success in recent years. Someone like Fent in the middle of the field, like he does, he, he always looks so calm, and it's, mm. it's always like it's premeditated. Everything he does is premeditated, and he doesn't seem to be reacting too often, even though naturally he's reacting all the time. So I think more of our players are seemingly going through process play, and seems to be kind of you could hear the sideline as well, like kind of saying who's doing this and who's doing that, and they're kind of more. They were understanding what was required. I think they're just getting better at the game plan. The yeah. game plan is becoming more natural. And lads are not thinking, what do I do next? It's, kind of, it's all set play and they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, there's a, I know what you mean. You're saying like the lads are going through uh, the the um, the processes and whatever. Yeah. So and, and the likes of Brian Menton, the likes of Kyogi, they're the most experienced. Yeah. And they're the calm <coughs> heads on the field now. And they, they're the ones that bring that uh, bit of experience and calmness when... When all other heads around them are maybe going a little bit mad, they just know when to when to calm things down and just see out a game. And uh, you know that's again that's that's the experience that they got playing in Super Eights last year, playing in the Leinster final, getting this, um, uh, getting to Division One of the National Football League by by going through, um, and uh, finishing second in the National Football League Division Two last year. Um, actually finished top. Of the table, mm. just uh, lost the final. So we should have won the league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we should have got a trophy for that. But uh, yeah, no, it's going to be very, very exciting following Andy and the team this year. We do have a few injuries and we've a few lads to come back yet. Hopefully, the three week break will will be enough before the national football league starts in Oma against Tyrone. Um, uh, not an easy opener. I know that Tyrone struggled with Cavan today in the um, McKenna Cup, and it's a depleted Cavan team. Uh, they've lost an awful lot of players from last year's team. So um, maybe things aren't all so rosy in the red hand of Tyrone as uh, as we may have thought. And as, as well as that, should they lost um, Paul McShane. McShane as well, Davy. You know, like so uh, things things that could be a good opener for me. It hasn't been a happy place to travel in recent years for me to go going up north and going up to play either the likes of Down or Tyrone or anybody in the, in, in in the six counties up there. But you know they have to be going with a bit of um, a bit of what would you say um, positivity or that yeah uh, optimism optimism. Yeah, I do I do agree with you because. I think playing these teams earlier in the year, you have a better chance of getting results, and that's probably illustrated. I know we didn't get the result, but we really should have beaten Donegal and Bally Buffet early mm-hmm. on in the league last year. I think it could have been second or third round. But then when you start to come towards the end of a league campaign, these teams are sort of getting their preparations just in order for championship. Um, not saying that they take their eye off league early on, but Dublin are a team that do it in my eyes as yeah. well. And you know the the bigger teams who probably have aspirations of winning all Ireland's and stuff don't tend to be coming out all guns blazing come, you know, last week in January or first week in February, whatever it may be. So from that point of view, I think it's a great time to be playing Tyrone, especially in Oma. So um yeah, hopefully we can go up there and get a result. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be brilliant. We just just can't wait for it to, to all kick off now and uh, we wish Andy and the lads the very best luck in their National League Division 1 campaign this year. We're going to move on now to Insta Interactive. That's what we've uh, we've, we've renamed it. Um, we got that. get some kind of like sound effect like the new... <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we just got it. We just got it. Yeah, every time, every time we, I say Insta Interactive, you say... <laughs> you don't have to say it live, you don't just record me. <laughs> no, 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 it has to be done. Well, live. Do it exactly, deadly. But, uh, Insta Interactive, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to take some of the Insta uh, Instagram um, interactions that we've had and uh, just uh, 
Uh, we'll run through a few of them now. We'll keep a few of them for the, the Patreon podcast. So some of them are, are a bit of tongue-in-cheek and some of them are probably a little bit... Uh, what would you say? More serious. More, more serious, yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll run through a few of the ones that are a little bit less serious and a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. There's a couple of good oh, ones in there. Davey Rispin, our Instagram expert, is going to read out a few of the questions. Yeah, so we'll start with um, one from Paul Chute. He's uh, obviously one of the pups from Clannagale. He's, uh, <laughs> he's got in touch with, to ask why Michael Tiernan isn't part of the under-20s. Is it because of school or what's the thinking behind this? Right, is is that the one now uh, that we can't uh, we can't no, that, disclose? That's stuff. another oh, one, but that's it's, another one. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let uh, Kieran Flynn. Why do you think is uh, Young Tiernan not part of the under twenties? Because Jerry Robinson didn't ring him and tell him to come to Dungani yesterday <laughs> at twelve o'clock for the match. <laughs> simple answer to that. Simple answer to that one. Uh, Davey Rispin, the next bit um, of interaction. Next one's from Mark Dowdle, and he's wondering why Peter Duffy isn't part of the under twenties. This is a common theme as we go. Is it because he's been recruited by the AFL? <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, there seems to be a big recruitment drive on at the moment there as well. Um, from from the AFL, you never know. Could be that. Could be that. Go okay, on. fair enough. Um, the absolute waste of time that was the Godfather Part Three. Uh, yeah, I won't. I won't have that. I won't have that. The God Godfather Part Three is the perfect uh, finish to the Godfather trilogy, and it's not. It's not uh, three movies. It's one big movie. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, one. Uh, but we 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 can we can discuss that more in a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is one from Capiche. I think. Uh, <laughs> Well, who, who sent that? Who sent that uh, message sorry. actually just about the Godfather? That was from PS Tapes. Oh, no oh. Idea. Uh, PS Tapes. Uh, he could be sleeping with the fishes. Yeah, just. I'm <laughs> saying nothing. Tom O'Connor, uh, familiar name for us all. Yeah, that fella. Um, he was just saying, kind of an observation. Seeing the two AFL lads um, there today, so yesterday, obviously at the two me games. Just thinking, what an addition they would be. So obviously, Connor Nash and Kim McBride. Yeah, um, but the, the both the two lads were at the game. Your man from Bechtov. Man from Bechtov's got the AFL as well. Who's the fellow you call it? Oh, yeah, P- Peter Duffy. Peter yeah. Duffy was there, too, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> three boys were together. Yeah, he's actually Simon's son. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's uh, yeah, look, um, we might come back to that one in the Patreon because that's a, that's a really good question. Another one, AFL starting to dominate our game, isn't it, really? That's, uh, it's leaving its mark. Yeah, so this is one from... Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is one from Jack Walsh, uh, the mead hurler, who's Flinner, uh, probably Jack Walsh himself now. Now, Matthews, man. He's wondering what is it true that Dylan Regan has just signed a two year deal with the Sydney Swans? I, 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 seen him, I seen him in the Phoenix Park paddling with a few swans there during the Christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, Dylan Re- yeah it could be but I doubt it it'd be more like uh, the, the the Clark's darts team that he might have <laughs> signed a two year yeah. deal with because um, he, he would be a darts athlete now so he yeah. would Dylan that's <laughs> a good one uh, one from Cottle Finnegan of course one of the upcoming Central Town stars and hopefully Mead stars as well and this is probably one of I'll throw up Brian Kelly, maybe. Um, if Brian Maguire returns to full fitness this year, will Sanchezstown win the Keegan Cup? Big question. Uh, can Ian Maguire continue to afford to pay Brian Maguire's physio bills? Is your question. <laughs> <laughs> so the physio is the man that can sort that out. Yeah, sounds it. Uh, next one's from Dermot Kelly, and um, he's saying, having impressed for the tones in the Junior D in 2019... Why is Larry Mulvaney not on the under-20s? 
Yeah. Uh, Joe Robinson has a lot to answer Joe, for here. There's lads. a lot of politics in its under 20s, I think. Joe yeah. Robinson, he, he's coming in with this big Rado senior club. I'm from Dumbai, and you know, I know everything about football. What about the rural North Mead footballers? Well, that's on the team. I'd, say, I'd say what could have happened there is that he could have came across um, Joe Robinson in a junior D game. <laughs> And uh, maybe uh, Jerry Robinson wasn't too happy with his performance that day. Actually, he would have done because Wolf Tones played Dumbine in the semi-final of the Junior D. Jerry was obviously playing for... So you never know what might have happened there, lads. What was said? What was said? What was going to happen? Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Could have told like maybe maybe he said Jerry go back to Dublin or something like that. You know what I mean? You hear that in the interview. Exactly, yeah. Middlesbrough, yeah. Next one's from Rory Buchanan, um, and I'll answer this one if you don't mind, lads. Uh, he wants to know, have Vultons a shot at the Junior Championship having lost Keane McBride? And that's a simple no. Oh, <laughs> oh so he's move, not move. doing anything for the cross-border I, politics I around the Can I put another, put another mark down tonight? Will St. Ultons go further than quarter in the Championship? We mean, we'd have to get somebody in from St. Ultons to answer that question, so we will. Go on. Uh, Shane, uh, no, you're not going through all of it. No, sorry. these are yeah, just the, 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 just the, the, the light-hearted ones. ones. Yeah, the serious Jeez, ones. These, the, these are the light-hearted <laughs> ones. Uh, Shane Smith, why isn't Red Dowdle? So I think that's Mark Dowdle, not on the team of the decade. Um, probably too good. No, did he? Did he? Did he play a county? He should have. He should have. Maybe that's why because he not was so. Actually, sorry. <laughs> I, funny this. The literally the next question from Connor Farley probably gives us our answer to it. Will Mark Dowdle ever get off the drink in the Willows and win a championship? <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Um, that's, that's, I'm, I, again, I'm presuming it's my Waddy and um, uh, the Willows must be a tree. It's definitely not some uh, uh, establishment out near Vective anyway, so it's not. But uh, yeah, look, th- maybe maybe he needs maybe he needs a kick in the bum. That's what it could be. We might finish off the trilogy about Mark Dowdle then with Lynchy's um, questioning. Mark Dowdle not in the Mead seniors. Very strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, again, that that, that, that that has been answered. Was there not another one? I think there was one more question, uh, just as you mentioned, Aaron Lynch. Um, yeah, there was actually. This is brilliant. Uh, yeah. So this is from Mighty Tommy, which is his name. I actually can't think of Tommy. Tommy Carpenter. I think it's Tommy Carpenter. <laughs> he asked um, Aaron Lynch's dad, Ollie, paying Hogan stand to post <laughs> photos of him. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he's very photogenic. Brain's gonna take over, but well, if he is, then <laughs> that begs the question: Is he paying Davy Rispin to mention Aaron Lynch in every podcast? <laughs> <laughs> He's box well, office lad. Is he? Is, yeah, but there was another question. You're missing out on one more. Was it? Was there, is there yeah, a there's, brother? There's loads. More. No, is there a brother? Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll actually come to that. That's, that's, that's yeah, uh, we, we might do is that. There a transfer. In we the, might do that now. Actually, yeah. Um, is there a transfer in the? So yeah, it's just trying to find it. There's literally so many of them. Do you uh, know what it is? You not remember? We only talked about Sean. Sean Fitzgerald. <laughs> um, will Dara Lynch be a big addition to Simon's then? So that's uh, Aaron's brother. Yeah, but what uh, what height is he? About five ten. Yeah, so he's not going to be a big addition. Ah, <laughs> <Hey. laughs> oh. uh, look, um, no bit, bit of tongue in cheek there from uh, the Instagram interaction. There's, just um, a few more if you want. there's, you have got more, have you? Yeah. We'll, we'll keep all the good ones for, all the, for the Patreon. Yeah. Um, Dara Caffrey asking our old castle soft. <laughs> Ooh, who asked that? Dara Caffrey. Dara, you're going to have to ask them that when you meet them on the field, I'm afraid. Well, go up to the square now in the town and shout, roar out, see how far you get out of the town, <laughs> down the hill, don't you? Um, <laughs> You'd be fair, man, to get out of the mountain then. <laughs> very good. Shane McInerney, it's not Shane McInerney, it's Shane McInerney. 
Uh, Jack Hart forced to retire on his power. Jack Hart forced to retire to focus on a powerlifting career. Big loss for Waterstown. <laughs> yeah, big, huge loss. Huge loss. And it'll be even bigger when he does his powerlifting. It's not a weight off his chest as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tom O'Connor in with another one and this could be one that we might explore and I said I'd have a chat with you lads about it. a meet up on the Saturday night in Killarney before the Kerry game oh now look here we go now we're talking Just yeah. the game is at one o'clock on but the we talk, we, I thought we, we were keeping the serious questions for the Patreon <laughs> <laughs> um, another one here this one's from Niall McDonald Colin Hawthorn wants to know why he was left off the under 20 squad so I know Brian um, mentioned him last year Brian you thought you thought a lot of him as a footballer yeah, I think Colin is an excellent footballer and I was chatting to one of the lads on the panel and he reckoned Colin would be in with a live shot of making the, the team potentially. So for some reason he's not there. Maybe he didn't show up well in the trial or whatever. Who knows? But I know he's a player who's got a big future in the Mead jersey. Maybe not this year, but a big future. A lot of questions about the under-20 team. I think we're going to have to bring in Ger Robinson. Oh, and yeah, he could yeah. be the fifth man in the bunker. So he could. <laughs> we could just do uh, questions with Ger Robinson. No one from, from, no from, from Dublin. From, from Instagram. This is your life with Ger Robinson. <laughs> yeah. I have to do another sound effect. Give me another week. Give me another week. I'll think of one. Lads, we're, we're getting there. Uh, getting Alan there. Moore in with one. Um, he's a Bridget's man and asking about his club mate, George Plunkett. Surely considered a selector for the Mead team. And I know George quite well. I think he'd be an excellent addition to Andy McIntyre's background team. He's yeah. involved with development squads back when I was on it. Back when you were on it? Yeah, oh 14 God, that, for three four years. That, that calls his judgment in the series. <laughs> <laughs> no, he only picked the North League players. Good, he good, good. He was a good selector. So I, I do a lot of time for George. Um, yeah. Very good. Uh, David O'Kay, I don't know what his proper name is, but should Keane O'Dwyer, Ginge from Dubain get a look in for the senior panel? So that's Keane, the goalkeeper yeah. for, yeah. for Dubain. Good keeper. Um, personally, I I think he'd be probably worth a shot. But we spoke about him, yeah, yeah and we've said he's a fantastic footballer, a fantastic goalkeeper. Brian, no, Keane Flynn is the goalie. Keane Flynn is the goalkeeper. Yeah, sorry, that's Keane O'Dwyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forward, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm not. But well, I wouldn't put him in the goals then. No, yeah. no, 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 couldn't have, no, no, definitely not putting him in the goals. Although you never know. Um, go on. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, this is Carl Gibney then getting in touch with one about Alan Moore, who's already asked the question, will Alan Moore, the GOAT, uh, get a call from Andy McAtee? Well? Well, is, well, is Andy going on who wants to be a millionaire or something like that? He'd be like, that's what the only call you got. So. <laughs> Phone a friend. Um, that was actually unduly hard. It, it, it was, <laughs> yeah. Like, we all kind of grimaced yeah. when you did that. Well, the revenue, that was hard. <laughs> Um, I stand by what I said. One more uh, we'll do, and then we'll keep the rest for obviously the Patreon. Um, what are the chances of Andy Carey of Drumbarra making the county panel? That's from Cahill Diederichs, I think is his name. Weird one. Uh, but yeah, Andy's obviously from Carry On Sports, so I think he's probably going to pursue the media career as opposed to the football in one, but Absolutely. I'm not sure can he do both, but... Well, look, that's that's why I had to give up playing football because I couldn't do both. I couldn't do the podcast and do the football. So, uh, uh, and you're struggling to do both as well, Rizman. <laughs> and that was before the podcast. That was before the podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Look at what you did to me. Um, it wasn't the Gala Races, though. No? <laughs> no, it wasn't the Gala Races. Look, race. that's last year. Yeah, that's yeah. all in the past. And later this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's every fucking year. <laughs> uh, I think that's all the lighthearted questions we'll, uh, we'll uh, brilliant, finish brilliant. on them now. Well, look, we are, we, we are keeping some of the more serious ones for the uh, Patreon podcast, and we'll go into them in a little bit more depth. So don't forget to go over there to We Are Mead, or sorry, to Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. Um, that's it for this week's We Are Mead podcast. Um, have we any other business? We might go to Kieran Flynn. Have you anything from the county board? I suppose it'd be only right. We'll go to Brian Kelly first. Have you got something from the minor county board? Uh, nothing just yet. Um, we're not reappointed to the committees until hopefully the 13th of January if I get the call. So I have a quiet time at the moment. Cool. And it'd be only right to go back to Kieran Flynn now and uh, speak about uh, the house draw, the final house draw that took place on the 28th of December in Navin Shopping Centre. And uh, we're going to get uh, the winners of uh, uh, the results from that um, from that draw if uh, I'm I'm as you can guess okay, I'm just, delaying here at the moment because he's flicking through and I wouldn't so I had up there and then I started laughing at all the questions and I took I got rid of it then so I didn't but, but uh, you have you have the winners and uh, of the top prizes there yeah so it was our third draw and uh, thanks to absolutely everyone who got involved be it selling tickets buying tickets etc um, our sponsors <laughs> Glenway Homes were a brilliant sponsor and a partner to be involved with uh, the actual winners themselves then obviously you, if you're hearing this for the first time it means you haven't won so don't be thinking you're thinking it's still valid but the house winner was uh, Joseph Savage from Multi Farnham in County Westmead so it'll be the only thing they'll win this year hopefully <laughs> uh, 10,000 euros winner was Liz McCormick then the 7,000 euros winner was Eugene Ludlow 5,000 euro winner was Maria Murphy then there was a few 1,000 euro winners Christy and Mary Reynolds Brendan Wall David Mitchell Jetzer O'Brien, Teresa Follen, and Peter and Stephen Slevin. Excellent. And uh, um, did did any do do any is know any of those winners? Did anybody know any of those winners? No, it was unlike Joseph the, Savage is my stage name. Oh, that's your stage name <laughs> yeah, on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what stages do you have? Uh, well, that's a good question. <laughs> um, Davey Rispin, you're going to get the final word on the We Are Meat podcast this week. Yeah, so I've put in uh, about the sheets. So the National Football League is obviously starting in three weeks, which we've spoken about. And we've you'll remember the prediction competition we did last year in Carton. But this year we've kind of advanced it a little bit, um, seeing as there's particular interest with listeners from the podcast so what we've done is through the online version we've set up a league so a mini league for the we are mead listeners exclusively um so basically when you go on to gapredictions.com it'll bring you up all the predictions for division one two three and four for the first round for three euro or for 20 euro for the seven rounds you can enter there's 200 euro worth of prize money every week um but just for a bit of crack and fun we've created the we are mead league so you'll see when you go into the link there's an option to join a league if you type in we are mead so we are mead we space, gap our gap yeah. Mead. yeah yeah and don't worry about caps or anything like that once you do that you'll be put into the league so i think from knowledge there's about 10 people already you three lads still have to join so th- there's a lot of Once people Brian kelly signs up i'd be straight in after. <laughs> there's a lot of people waiting on uh, you lads to come in keith fitzsimons is particularly um eager to get a to get Got a, a shot. crack at you, so he, well, he wants a shot at the title, does he? Yeah. He wants a shot at the title. He just yeah, doesn't no want to finish last. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a bit of crack. And look, at all the regulars are in. There's been, I think, Mags is in, Pat Conlon, uh, Keith Fitzsimons, all our kind of, Tom O'Connor's already in as well, chomping at the bit. So go in, make your predictions. It's done on a point system. 
Um, obviously you, you're you're in for the main prize, but also we'll do the league, and that'll be running for the seven rounds. So we'll have uh, an overall winner, and I might try and get a prize exclusively for the Weirmead League as well, just because yeah, nice they're on That'd be class. Yeah. No, that that'd be good. We might even put something together ourselves, like a you know a voucher to uh, come in and spend a day with the lads <laughs> in the bunker. Oh, That's for last place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but some people couldn't win that because we were restrained in order. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a look. It was great crack last year. It was really good fun, and we'll keep everybody up to date. We will. It'll be a weekly slot on the podcast or. Uh, how, however long the games are going on whatever mm. week the games are on we will do a slot on it and we'll, we'll announce how the um, the, the, league the, the league is going for the We Are Mead uh, listeners but uh, yeah it'll be uh, it'll be a bit of crack a bit of interaction as well with the listeners so look that's all from the We Are Mead podcast and don't forget We Are Mead why it matters more